season one, I learned about the basics to help me understand building science. I also learned I live in a very poorly built house. Sorry to my landlord. For season two, I'm digging a bit deeper and understanding those fundamentals in real life examples. I'll learn some things, you'll learn some things, and if not, at least we'll have a laugh along the way. Gab learns, and so will you. In this episode, I learn about housing that works, the difference between the old uncomfortable style and the new comfortable style, and why you should be demanding heating and ventilation for your home. Episode 5, Housing That Works. Hi, Peter. Hi, Gab. How are you? Great. What's going on? Oh, you know, living the dream. Living the dream. Just podcasting away. Yeah. Yeah, Jenna's here with us again. She is. So She you... might, you know, you might hear a little dog snoring. Yeah. yeah. It's not someone in the room falling asleep. Um, no, it's, it's... It's, it's some dog falling asleep. Yeah, that's uh, it. She doesn't really care about building She's science. very snorzy as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's a noisy little one. She's a little bulldog. But anyways. Anyway. Uh, what do we talk about today? <laughs> hey, look, today I thought we'd talk about buildings that work. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, H- houses that work. Houses, buildings, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I kind of thought of this earlier on today because I generally, when I'm um, designing a building, I'm in a, in a design meeting with, you know, a whole project team. Mm. And a lot of the things that I ask for, I have to argue for. And right. usually the devil's advocate argument is, oh, I've never done that before. I've never had ventilation in my house. I've never had heating. I've never had this. I've never had that. And it's always worked before. Um, have you come across this before? I mean, you're not in these design meetings, but like when you're talking day to day. Yeah, I think more so just, um, in fact, I had a conversation the other day with my housemate and it was like, we were talking about, you know, cold and light and she was like, well, yeah, these, um, windows are single glazed. And I was like, yeah, but that's not the only issue. You know, like I think if you, it's like, oh, but double glazed, then they'll be fine. But it's like, no. Yeah. It, it needs more than that. There's, exactly. a, there's a whole science around this. Yeah. And I mean, as we've talked about in our earlier on um, podcasts, it's it's a holistic thing. Yeah. You have to think of the whole building as one and how it all works together. And like I was telling Angie before, everything depends on everything. Um, so you can have something that works, but it depends on the weather. It depends on people opening windows. It depends on this, it depends on that. Yeah. Um, and so in my opinion, proper design... Um, Proper design comes down to really thinking about how everything works together and a she'll be right situation is not, if you're thinking she'll be right because, oh, whatever, it'll be fine, it's probably not going to be fine. Or yeah. it'll be fine for sometimes when the sun is in the right direction or yeah. something like that, but you might have problems later on. Well, and also it just comes down to lazy practice, right? Because yeah. that's the way it's always been done. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of the status quo. No one had to think about that thing before. Totally. Yeah. Whereas, you know. We want to change that mindset yeah. and make people feel more comfortable in their homes and not just have to put up with it because this is the way it's always been. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like for me, um, um, I find that the the thing that I usually get, the, the argument that I usually get is, oh, I live in an old villa mm. and it's uninsulated mm. and it's fine. What's the problem? Why can't I dis- Why can't I build like that anymore? Why would you not build like that before? Uh, sorry. Why would you now. not build like that anymore? Yeah. Well, because it's, I'm sure it's freezing and that's right? not comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And so like, so the, the, the point that I was trying to make here is there are older style buildings yeah. that had less insulation, less heating, whatever it might be, but they still technically worked. But the key is defining what worked means. Because you said an old villa might not be very comfortable. So mm. in your mind, your definition of works 
means it should be comfortable as well as being dry, yeah. as well as not rotting, as well as blah, 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 exactly. blah, right? Yeah. So, um, so the thing is, when I'm arguing for these and trying to convince people to spend a little bit more money on their building, I have to kind of acknowledge that certain things is she snoring i can't She's hear snoring. i can't hear because i have the earphones on but um if you can hear it in the in the uh, in the microphone it's because uh Jin is not really impressed with our conversation it seems it's She's boring, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um so people will argue and say hey i never did this for my old villa why do i have to do this for a building now mm. and you have to really think about how everything works yeah so the old villas were built back in the early 1900s they were built with old um Native timbers, yeah, with a which board, are yeah. yeah, which are much higher quality than radiata pine that you buy at, at Bunnings right now, right? Because radiata pine, um, it's it's good because it Sorry, grows very pine? radiata pine, radiata, radiata, okay, cool, or radiata, uh, R A D I A T A, radiata pine. It's just a, it's sure. just a variety of pine. Tree. Okay, um, it grows very very quickly here in New Zealand, and yeah. that's why we use a lot of it because it grows quick, mm-hmm. and they cut it and make lots of two by fours, and it's very cost effective. But the fact that it grows very quick means that it's not very durable if you get it wet. Yeah, sure. Whereas the other timbers are, you know, um, native timbers, they're hardwood sometimes. Hardwood is a little bit more durable than softwood. Do you know the difference difference between hard and softwood? It's the cell structure. One has a cell wall, one doesn't. It's a a whole thing. We'll not get into that. Um, But. The hardwoods, not only are they a different structure, but they also have natural oils inside them that protect them from the water. So things like cedar, things like cypress, macrocarpa, um, things like um, rimu and all those other ones, they have oils in them that protect them. Wow. So radiata pine doesn't really have that. And that's why you usually have treated radiata pine. Um, now the treatment. So that just adds oil. Um, mm. It's it's less of an oil and more of like chemicals right, um, and like sure. metals and things like that. Sure. Yeah, and and basically they they pressure treat it. They squish that chemical into the wood, mm. and that protects it long term. But uh, treated wood only goes like a certain amount into the wood, and the cut ends are no longer treated. Um, and course. the treatment doesn't last forever. It just you know gives a longer life to the wood, but yep. it's not magic. It doesn't doesn't fix everything. So. Those older older houses, getting back into it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to be monologuing a lot this one, it seems. It's uh, okay, you know. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask questions because I yeah. might, yeah, if your eyes start to glaze over, then I'll, uh, I'll yeah. explain more. But anyways, the older buildings, um, first of all, they had uh, n- native timbers. Um, those are generally more um, durable. durable. So even if they do get wet, um, they still stay fine because they dry out and they don't really rot sure. out. Um, so those old uh, villas, villas will generally have weatherboards on the outside. So we had weatherboards in our rig, um, pressure yeah. testing, pressure and water testing. You saw these videos. Yes. Were you here when it was actually being yeah. tested? So weatherboards work really great at keeping the water out when there's no wind involved. Yeah. So we're spraying water at this thing. It all rolls on off the outside and no water comes in. Yeah. It's great. It works because it's all overlapped. It makes sense. But the second we put a little bit of pressure, that started forcing the water through the cracks in the weatherboards because yeah. even if they're painted... It eventually cracks at that line. Yeah, sure. It's the weakest point. Yeah. Um, and then once you have wind pressure, um, it started squirting all yeah. of the water out. So it was bubbling and then literally splashing out. <laughs> and it would be covering the inside face of the gypsum board. It would be covering the bottom plate of your um, yeah. the stud wall. Yeah. It would just soak the inside of your wall. Yeah. With an old um, building with uh, native timbers, with those protective oils, that's fine because it gets wet Wind blows through those cracks, it all dries out, and then the sun hits hits the the um, the weatherboard, warms up that wall, and then everything dries out. It's all good. So, 
The fact that it is uninsulated, the fact that it is not very airtight and and wind can blow through it, Mm. that's what makes it work. Yeah, that right. and the durable materials. But it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. Yeah. So so it's it works. It keeps the water out mostly. Yeah. Um, it dries out even if it does get wet, even yeah. if there's some condensation or some water splashing in. But it's not very comfortable. But also then you are heavily reliant on the sun to, you know. Correct. So like in winter when we, Correct. you know, have a stupidly rainy month. Yes. No sunshine. Exactly. But with those old villas, they also had fireplaces. Yes. And we talked about that yeah. in our previous uh, episode. The fireplace would warm everything up, yeah. um, get rid of that those low cold temperatures for condensation. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it sucks the air from the outside in, like we said, yeah. shoots it out the, the, um, chimney. the chimney, but it's coming in through those, those walls and drying things out. Yeah, right. And because they're not insulated, the heat from that fireplace can go through the wall and heat the whole thing to keep it all warm so that you're not getting that con- condensation. What is that noise? Yeah. That's is that small, this little one over here? Yeah, um, yeah right. And I mean, so, villas are, you know, typically highly sought after, well, particularly here in Auckland. Yeah. You know, like... They're cute. They're beautiful. They're cute. They're beautiful. They've yeah. got character. Nostalgic. And, you know, all, all of that jazz. Yeah. But yeah, typically... They're not very comfortable. They're not comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And there was ways that you could improve them. Yeah. Um, some people put insulation inside the, the stud cavity, inside the walls. Um, right. I actually just went to go see a house that had that. And do they do that by taking the weatherboard off or by going inside the wall? Completely depends on what they want to do. Um, you right. can do either one. Um, my recommendation would be to go from the outside, take off the weatherboards, yeah. put some insulation in, put a building wrap so that you get it yes. a little bit more airtight so you're not getting that air blowing through. Yeah. You put a cavity so that you can drain the water that goes behind your uh, weatherboards mm-hmm. and then you put your weatherboards on the, on the outside of that. Yeah. That's, I think, the best way to do it. Mm. Um, uh, this person um, that renovated their house, they did it from the inside. They took off all the linings because I guess they were a bit tired, most likely. Sure. Um, and then they insulated from the inside and left the weatherboards as they were. Now, what they've started to notice is the weatherboards are starting to drip brown liquid. Are they sweating? They are, yes. That's, that's probably the best way to put it, yes. So the once you put insulation inside your weatherboard wall, you're making the weatherboards colder. Yeah. Because you're not getting the heat from the inside going yeah. all the way through the wall to the weatherboards. That's what, so the insulation helps you inside be comfortable, yeah. but it helps your weatherboards be much less comfortable. Yeah. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. You're kind of trading that off. Yeah. So what has happened is they've stuffed it with insulation. They haven't put an extra cavity. They haven't put an extra um, lining, lining or, yeah. or building wrap or anything like that. And what they're noticing is this brown liquid is starting to seep through the cracks in the weatherboard. So between weatherboards, these drips of brown liquid are coming out. From the outside. Yes. Gross. Do you know what those are? <laughs> it's the oils from the wood. Because they have, you know, fancy, I think it's Rimu uh, weatherboards because it's a very old house. Um, And so what it is, is the back of the weatherboard is getting condensation. The condensation is picking up some of those oils and then it's dripping out through the water, the the weatherboards. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just have these weird brown stains. And so, and so what, what can they do? They have to take the weatherboard off. I mean. Add in a building wrap. Yeah. uh, There's not a good, easy way to fix that. Um, I think brands had a a recommendation for putting a building wrap from the inside and you're kind of wrapping it around your timber studs, but that means that the timber studs are still exposed to that water. And so it's not the best Mm. perfect way to do it. I think the most, the best way to do it is to wrap the outside, put insulation on the outside and put new weatherboards on the outside of that um, because you're keeping everything warmer and it's external insulation. You're closing your thermal bridges, all those different things. But it's that's a big retrofit. Yeah. Um and expensive. It, expensive. It also changes the look a little bit. Yeah. 
Because you're putting weatherboard, but your house is becoming a little bit fatter. Mm. And so it just might not. A little bit curvy. Yeah, a little bit thick, you know, (laughs) thick with three C's at the end. Um, But anyways, so yeah. So old, old buildings, old, old villas, they worked. They stayed dry Mm. as long as you opened your windows once a day, three times a day, whatever it is. And as long as you open the window, the blinds so that the sun comes in and as long as blah, blah, as long as, as long as, as long as. That's the, that's the key with those older buildings. They work as long as. Yeah. They are also, they work, but they might not be very comfortable. So they've been designed to work for the building, not for the occupant. Correct. Yeah. But the thing is, back in the early 1900s when they were built, no one had a very comfortable, warm, dry building anyways. It, they, it was like going from, you know, sticks, uh, stick shelter to a nicer home to a nicer home. Like it's just, yeah. even around the world, yeah. no one was very comfortable. You usually had a big fireplace or a coal heater or something like that. Yeah. And you were just pumping your house full of heat to yeah. stay comfortable. Yeah. So... They work as long as you heat them. They okay. work as long as you open the windows. They work yeah. as long as. As long as. But it's not a fully designed system no. that you know will work always. Yeah. Whereas something with a little bit of mechanical ventilation, something that has automatic opening and closing blinds or has coatings on the windows, you don't have to go around and do all the stuff yeah, to yeah. the house to make it work. Yeah. It just works. You just spend money and make it work. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you spend money up front. And, uh, yeah. and with mechanical ventilation, that's another thing. People will argue against mechanical ventilation because they say, oh, well, we only need it for three months of the year. No. But three months of the year is a quarter of the year. That's 25% of the year. But why would you only need it for three months? What's well, the argument around that? It's only for the winter, but it's not. It's no. for the spring and fall as well. Yeah. Um, and even cold summer nights. Sometimes it's chilly overnight in the summer. Fall is also autumn. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my Canadian accent. Sorry, guys. Um, but like, it's but the thing is, ventilation of some sort is necessary. All, at all times. Heater is, of some sort yeah. is necessary. Um and okay, so the, the the main thing that I wanted to wanted to underline here is that the older buildings they did work. They were they worked as long as you put a lot of input into them. They worked um, as long as you didn't want to be super comfortable. Mm. Um, but the problem comes. So we've talked about two different ways. So you have the villa, old, uninsulated, air leaky, wind blows through it. You pump a lot of heat through it, and it stays healthy, mm-hmm. but it's not very comfortable. Then you have the fully designed thing, like a passive house, let's say. You think of all the inputs, you think of all the outputs, you have a ventilation system, you have a heater, everything works, it does it automatically. That's like the other end of the spectrum. Right. In the middle is the problem area. Is the Kiwi build. Exactly. (laughs) And so two code or code compliant builds generally fall into that middle portion. So our New Zealand building code... Um, in its current iteration right now, doesn't have any requirement for heating. Mm. There's no specific thing that says you must keep the building at this temperature. There's no specific thing saying you must have a heater inside your house. Healthy homes regulations, yeah. you have to have a heat pump now. Yes. Um, but that doesn't. that's not new builds. That's just for things that you want to rent out to a yeah. person. Um, they also don't have any provisions saying you need ventilation. You can open your windows. As long as you have a window that does open, you are satisfied for ventilation. The key, the problem is, is if you make a building more airtight to make it more comfortable or make it more energy efficient, but you don't put the heating or ventilation in, you get a rotten moldy house. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here in New yeah. Zealand. Too stuffy. Yeah. And yeah. and so some people will say, oh, I don't want a passive house because it's going to feel stuffy. No, 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 no. It's the opposite of that. It has ventilation mm. to never, ever, ever make it feel stuffy. And that's on the other side of the, you know, the spectrum. That's right the creme de la creme. Yeah. And, and because like, you know how much you're going to spend per month. Yeah. You know how comfortable it's going to be. You know everything about yeah. it. Whereas in the middle, it's kind of this unknown. There are buildings you can build 
if you choose the right materials, you choose the right assemblies, et cetera, et cetera, and you put a mechanical ventilation system in and you put heating mm-hmm. in and you'll have a decent house. It won't be a passive house. You won't know exactly how much you're spending per month, but it'll be healthy enough. Mm. But if you have a code minimum building, generally there's going to be condensation. Generally, mm. it's not going to be very comfortable. Generally, there's not going to be ventilation in it. And generally, there's not going to be a heater in it. And then you'll find mold. Exactly. And so Then we you, get sick. Yeah. And then we wonder why. You know? So either build an old villa, which is no longer code compliant. You're not allowed to build those anymore. Or you build a fully designed building that has all the right things in it. Oh, my God. This She snore. is snoring. Yeah. It's vibrating the floor. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can't go in the middle. You either have to fully design it and have mechanical ventilation and the works, or you do the other one, which is uninsulated and uncomfortable, but still healthy. Mm. Mm. Goodness, it's a real, it's a tough one, isn't it? Mm. Like there's a lot to, well, it is and it isn't, but there is a lot to consider, especially like if it's your first home, you're like, my goodness, you're up against all these hurdles, which for most people are quite, um, complex. Well, I don't Mm. know about most people, but. Definitely for me, before I learned all of this, quite complex issues that you're having to like wrap your head around and then like financially having to, you know, decide what's best for for the occupants or for yourself that is living in the house. Yeah. And it seems intimidating because there's a lot of stuff to know. Um, You could make mistakes and the person selling the product to you might not necessarily even know that it's a mistake. Yeah. Um, And I think the biggest problem is that most new houses are built by big group home builders that build to code minimums with no heaters and no ventilations. And no one who's purchasing those whole those homes knows to ask for more. No, um, because it's just that's what that's how houses are here. Yeah, status um, quo. That's yeah. the normal. That's, it is what it is. You know, no one else is questioning it. And the salesperson is probably like, "Oh, you don't want to put a heater in there. It's going to be way too expensive with a heater." And it's like, mm, yeah, you have to have a heater for it to work. Let's not even think about the price. It's no. not like you know, okay. You have a city and there's no running water in the city. Are you going to squabble over how much it costs to put running water in the city? Or do you just put running water in the city because you need running water to keep everyone healthy? Yeah, Why are we arguing about heating, yeah. you know? Yeah, I know. So the moral of the story here is really ask questions, isn't ask it? Ask questions. Ask questions. Speak to a professional like yourself. Demand full building heating and full building ventilation. Yeah. So like a ducted heat pump with an air supply in it. Yeah. I'd say that's the bare minimum that I would ask for in my house. Yeah. If I were purchasing a new house. Yeah. Just because that makes things work. Even if it's not the most efficient house in the the world, at least you can spend money and keep it healthy. Yeah. Right. And if you live in an old school villa, Mm. go and buy yourself a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that's it, eh? A blanket, a jumper. Yeah. Maybe a hat. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for that, Peter. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for stopping by and learning with us. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe and tune in next week. If you want to learn more, find us on Instagram at pink.moose. Check out our website, Oculus, that's O-C-U-L-U-S-L-T-D.co.nz and join the conversation on LinkedIn. Be like me, be curious and always keep learning. Having a healthy home can be easy if you know what questions to ask. Learn more next time with me on Gab Learns.